This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking about movement as medicine, a gateway to connection. It is the third episode in this movement as medicine series. Last week, we spoke about movement as medicine, a tool for balance. The previous week, we spoke about movement as medicine, the antidote to low confidence. And this week is all about connection to the self and connection to others. As usual, I would love, love, love to know where in the world you are, what your surroundings look like, what everything looks like around you as you listen to this episode. So please take a quick picture, send it over to me or tag me on Instagram at Victoria Sardane. I would love to see. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hey guys, this is the third episode of the Movement as Medicine mini-series, so thank you all so much for your feedback so far. I really appreciate it when you do send me a little message after listening and tell me what you thought, so please do not hesitate to do so. This week we're talking all about how movement can be a gateway to connection, and I'm going to go about it from two aspects, a connection to the self and a connection to others. If you have not yet listened to the previous two episodes in this little mini-series, they will be tagged in the show notes below, so you can go ahead and listen to them after this one. I wanted to start with the self, so how movement can be a gateway to connection with the self. And the first way, or the first thing that popped into my mind when I was doing some brainstorming and planning for this episode, is about how movement as such gets us out of our minds and into our bodies. Right, And this is relatively obvious in a way, straightforward, that it gets us out of our mind and into our bodies. But it is so key because I see this so much with my clients that they tend to be in spirals of overthinking and they tend to overthink everything. And if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you might be the same. Many of us are. If we find ourselves constantly overthinking things, then one huge way to get this step back is to really get out of our minds and into our bodies and movement and exercise can be such an accessible, practical, simple and free tool that we can use to do this instantly. So my question to start would be, have you ever felt like you didn't even realize you were tired until you sat down? Or maybe you didn't even realize that You were hungry until you got your eyes off the screen. Or you didn't even realize that your lunch didn't sit well until you went for a walk and you could feel it in your belly. So there's so much going on in our bodies at all times. Our bodies are this incredible vessel that gives us signals, that gives us red flags, that gives us little symptoms to help us understand what's going on. Yet so many of us are stuck in our minds, stuck in constant and continuous thought that we lose this connection. We are no longer connected to our bodies and movement is an absolute gateway 
to this internal connection, to being able to hear the signals of our bodies and really understand what's going on. An example would be doing some, let's say, morning stretching or morning yoga, and you realize all of a sudden that you're sore or that you're tight, or realizing as you engage in maybe some more gentle movement that you're actually overwhelmed, that you're feeling really stressed or that you're feeling really anxious. So this is really where movement can be such a huge gateway to connection with our body and being able to understand the signals of our body. And I will stress that this is potentially more true when it comes to gentle movement. So we know that any type of high intensity movement will stimulate our body, will bring in an influx of hormones that may actually alter the state of our body. And if we're feeling really tired, but we engage in some really high intensity exercise, sometimes that will just stimulate our body and we won't necessarily realize that we were tired to start off with. So I would say that this is potentially more true for more gentle forms of movement, that it really allows us to connect to our body. But I would also say that it can be the case with slightly more high intensity, for example, going out for a run and while you're out for a run, you realize how hunched over you were, cooped up at your computer, maybe staring at a screen or doing some work and really going for a run feels like this big opening and this big release. So that is one element. It's really getting out of our minds and into our body. The second thing is that movement really brings us into the present. I always say with my clients that we are very rarely living now. We're very rarely making decisions on what we want to do now or even tuning into how we feel now because we're often living in line with our past self. So our self from yesterday decided that today we would follow this specific schedule. Our day would look like this. These are the activities that we'll engage in and this is what we're going to do. And we very rarely ask ourselves right now, what do I feel like doing? What do I feel like eating? Maybe you already have your week prepped and planned out and I'm very much like this, I'm a huge planner. So I very rarely ask myself, what do I genuinely feel like having right now? Because everything is planned in advance. And when we move our bodies, whether it be more high intensity or low intensity, we actually give ourselves the space to connect with how we feel we really notice how we feel. So if we're doing a bit of a free flow yoga sequence, for example, we might feel, oh, I really feel like I need to spend a little bit more time in this stretch, or I feel like I need to move in this way or in that way. Similarly to if you're doing more high intensity exercise, it throws you right into the present, right? If you're doing 30 seconds of burpees, you are so focused and time is not escaping you and you are nowhere else other than in those 30 seconds because it requires so much of your mental and physical presence. You feel your body, you feel every muscle in your arm, in your core, in your legs activated, working, the blood pumping through your body, right? You are so fully present and we so rarely find ourselves in this state especially when we're in work or we're feeling stressed, everything that is stress and anxiety, and I've spoken about this many times in previous podcast episodes, but anything that is stress and anxiety is rooted in the future. We're stressed because we're thinking, am I going to have enough time to finish this proposal before the end of the day? It's rooted in the future. None of it is in the present moment. So by engaging in movement, engaging in physical activity, we are pulling ourselves 
into the present and we are able to connect with ourselves right now. The third area in which movement can be a gateway to connection is that it brings us a heightened sense of awareness. So there are many studies that prove how movement can increase cognitive function. There's a lot of studies that have been done, especially on school children, and how actually moving while learning or standing while learning improves memory, improves logic, improves the ability to solve problems, to understand, and to retain information. And so we can really use this for ourselves and realize that when we are in movement, is often a time in which our mind is clear. And you've probably heard this before, and this might be something that you've experienced or maybe not, but many people will say they come back from a run or come back from a gym or come back from a workout, and all of a sudden everything is really clear. All of their doubts have been clarified, and it's really this sense of mental clarity that comes with physical engagement. And so this is a way that we can really connect with ourselves because we can become a lot more self-aware. We can become a lot more aware of what is the right decision for us to follow through with, or what is a path that we want to take, or what is the solution to this problem we've been tackling with. There was another study as well that was published in the journal Sage, which was talking about how regular exercise can decrease delay discounting. So delayed discounting is the tendency to choose an immediate reward over a long-term gain. So choosing something that is good for you now, but not good for your future self, such as procrastinating, avoiding a challenging task, right? Pushing it out into the future. And this study really showed how having a regular exercise practice actually decreases our tendency to do that. So it means that our choices are less impulsive and are more based on self-awareness and self-discipline. They're more based on what would be better for myself in the grand scheme of things, rather than what do I feel like doing right now. So we could almost say that this regular exercise regimen is actually improving our connection to our higher self, the part of ourself that knows best, the part of ourself that says, you're gonna regret this tomorrow, right? The part of ourself that is thinking the bigger picture, what is better for me, for my environment, for my community, for my family, for whatever in the long run, rather than what do I feel like doing right in this instant? So that is the element of the self and how movement can really be this gateway to connection with the self. So before I wrap this part up and go into the next one about connection with others, I really want to stress that if you guys are feeling like you are lacking in this connection with the self, if you have these big questions in your mind or you're currently going through a big phase of change where you're thinking, who am I? What am I doing? What do I actually care about? Why am I even in this job? Sometimes we feel like we're in this hamster wheel of just going through the motions without actually being connected to who we are as human beings. Or perhaps we're finding ourselves being overly impulsive, really making decisions in the instant. And we know that over and over again, this actually has a negative impact on our life overall. Then this is where movement can be the medicine. This is where movement can be the antidote and engaging in regular exercise, engaging in regular movement, finding a type of movement that works for you. And then I would stress even further to be conscious while you do it. We know the power of intention is massive. 
So if you feel like you are always stuck in your mind, stuck in spirals of overthinking, then genuinely place the intention before you do any type of movement or any type of exercise, this movement is going to get me out of my head and into my body. If you really struggle with this sense of self-awareness and understanding yourself, then go into any kind of movement with the intention, this movement is going to give me clarity. This movement is going to give me understanding and is going to connect me with the higher parts of myself that know what is the best route to take in the grand scheme of things. So really enter movement with this kind of thought in mind. And if these are areas, especially connection with the self that you really struggle with, then this is the kind of work that I do, right? So I'm a huge proclaimer of the understanding of the self and how we need to know ourselves and understand ourselves in order to work with ourselves to make change, which is the entire basis of my group coaching program, the Self Mastery Solution Program. I have a new cohort starting in April. Spots are super limited and already a few are taken. So there's only a few left. It's only a handful of people that I handpick myself self. So if you want to apply, the link will be in the show notes below. So that is about the connection with the self. Moving into how movement can truly be a gateway to connection with others. So it's been proven that there's an overwhelming feeling and emotion of joy and happiness that comes from moving together. And at the root of this feeling of joy is really a surge of endorphins that are released when we do movement together. And it's been proven, which I thought was really interesting, that dancers and rowers and any other group of people that tend to move in sync, when they move in sync, they have an increased pain tolerance. And I felt this and witnessed this and engaged in this over and over again back when I was a spinning instructor. And when the entire room would move in unison to music, on a spinning bike, it was insane what we could do. And I would always say that the physical effort that I would do in a spinning class when I was either teaching or taking the class is 10 times more than I could ever do by myself. So there's really this element of moving together and how it can genuinely increase our physical ability. And with that actually also comes this massive surge of joy, which is simply incredible. Another element which was outlined by Kelly McGonigal in her book, The Joy of Movement, is how moving together as a group can really increase the social ties that we feel with the people that we move with. And this was proven, yes, with people that you might be close to. So actually exercising together and moving together can increase your feeling of bond, but was also proven with strangers. So you can go to a hit class with people you do not know, and there will be an increased sense of bond and community simply from having physically moved and done some kind of physical exertion together. And I'm currently doing the eight-week challenge at my local F45, which I spoke about in last episode. And this is really something that I notice. Even though we are a room of strangers and most of us don't know each other, there is this feeling of bond that comes from, oh my goodness, we did it, we're done right? And it really creates this strong social tie. And the last point I wanted to touch on is more based around this idea of team 
and moving as a team and working as a team. So personally, I have never done any team sports. It was never something that I was personally interested in. I really started my personal journey in the realm of fitness and moved on to group fitness, but I was never big on team sports. However, my boyfriend played rugby his entire life, his entire childhood, and moved on to play semi-professionally as a young adult. And for him, it had a massive impact on the kind of person that he is. And he speaks a lot about this notion of team and how it actually impacted his way of approaching different elements of life. So one thing that he talks about a lot and that I love and I now use actually with my clients is this idea that when we are in a couple, right, when we're in a relationship, and actually this could be for a romantic relationship, but it could even be with a friend, or a family member, we are a team. And I often say to my clients that when you're with another person, there aren't two people. We often think it's me and the other person, but really there are three elements to take into consideration. There's me, there's the other person, and there's the team. The team is a third unit that needs to be taken into consideration. It's not just about what's better for me and what's better for them. It's what's better for me, what's better for them, and what is best for the team. And I love this idea of team because it completely takes away the notion of me versus the other person. And what I often give as an example with my clients is that when we're in a team, we very rarely say, well, you know, I scored last time, or I'm always the one who scores the goals, so this time, you know what, I'm tired of this, somebody else do it, right? No one in a team would ever do that because the goal is no longer about the individual. The focus is no longer about feeding the ego. It's really about moving the team forward. And if it's the same person who's always shooting the goals, then so be it, because at least it will benefit the team. And that's really a notion that I think we can use in all of our relationships. It's not about, well, I'm always the one who steps up and who, I don't know, apologizes or who decides to end an argument. It's about what would benefit the team here? And if I'm in a position where I can do something that will benefit the team, then that's amazing. You know, more power to me. So it's really abolishing the idea of the individual in a way and looking at it from a sense of team. And I really think that by using this notion of team, by looking at how teams work in the concept within exercise and sport, we can learn a lot about how we can actually go even further and have more profound relationships. In order to leave you with some concrete takeaways, I would say that if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling like there's a lack of connection with people around you, maybe you're in a new phase of your life where you're struggling to connect with people who you used to connect well with, then think about using movement. And maybe you feel comfortable to join a team sport, but maybe it's simply going to a yoga class. And you might say, well, that's not really where I'm going to make new friends, but maybe making new friends isn't actually the primary goal. Maybe it's about feeling that surge of connection, even with strangers that you don't even necessarily speak to after the class, there will be this hormonal release, which will increase a feeling of connection regardless. So keep that in mind, have a little think, Ask yourself where you can engage in collective movement in order to really take advantage of this gateway towards connection. 
I hope that this episode was interesting, guys. I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that you learned something. Please let me know what you learned. As I said earlier on in the episode, if you want to go further in many concepts of self-understanding, in many practical and concrete tools in how to improve many different aspects of your life, to master your relationships, master your beliefs, master your values, and more, then this is the kind of thing that we do in depth during my 12-week group coaching program, The Self-Mastery Solution. As I said, it is a hand-picked group of individuals who are ready to embark on change and discover more about themselves in order to bring a line change in their life. So if you are interested, the link will be below. Please let me know if you have any questions, and I will see you next week for a brand new episode.